How's it going, Jets fans? Welcome back to Fireside Jets with your boys, Alex and Ryan. Today, we're giving you guys a little bit of an injury update on a couple of players ranging from Mitchell Robinson to Corey Davis to others. And you know, this Jets team coming up against the New England Patriots, not an easy game, but the defense, as we've talked about extensively over the last couple of weeks, is absolutely elite. Comes down to Zach Wilson, comes down to the offense. Can the running game maintain this pace post Brees Hall? Um, and goodness gracious, I miss that, man. I miss Brees Hall so much. He honestly... Maybe a hot take. He would have powered the Jets to the playoffs on offense if they were, if he was still healthy. And um, massive blow. But I, you know, watching what Saquon's doing this year, others have done coming off of ACL tears. I have no doubt in my mind that Brees Hall is going to come back just as good as he was before and continue with this development that he's on. And and hopefully by that time, the MetLife, you know, officials have replaced that crappy ass turf with some actual uh, grass. And it seems like all the players are now expressing their concern and desire for them to change that billion dollar industry. Why can't we play on grass? You look at soccer over in Europe, whatever they do not play on turf. It is terrible for your ankles. It is terrible for your knees. Um, you know, as you know, I played goalie in high school in, in soccer and you playing on turf was the worst. It was just the, it was terrible. I would never recommend it. And for football players to make a lot of, you know, jukes and whatnot, the turf is not very giving um, and, you know, see a lot of injuries that way. And hopefully they can uh, replace that by the time Brees Hall comes back. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but obviously some uh, relevant injury updates right now, Ryan, why don't you take us away and let us know what's going on. We'll start with Mitchell Robinson or Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell, Max Mitchell first. <laughs> Doing good, Alice. I, I would say, you know, on the injury front and just the buzz, you know, after the bye week, obviously a whole week off, you know, not a whole lot going on. But, you know, within the last two three days, obviously, Coach Salas met with the media twice, you know, uh, really starting today. You, you saw the big update this morning that the Jets are bringing Laurent Duvernay Tardif, LDT, who was with the team in the second half of 2021. They obviously acquired him at the trade deadline a year ago, and he did some really good things, you know, the final seven, eight games of last year. And, you know, obviously, I think there was – mutual interest between the Jets and LDT to, you know, re-sign re for this year. But obviously with his, you know, medical background and, you know, what he had going on in Canada, he obviously decided to go back there. But, you know, obviously now he's, you know, clear from that and is able to come back. So I think it'll, you know, be interesting to really see how this plays out for the Jets at this point in time. Obviously you're talking about a guy who has a lot of familiarity with the Jets, just being in this offensive scheme a year ago and really flourishing in it you know, to add uh, some better in depth there with Dan Feeney on the interior of the offensive line, I think is, you know, a really quality, you know, group already in place with Lake and Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Nate Herbig filling him really well at right guard. So I think down the stretch that gives the Jets, you know, a really quality five along the interior of their offensive line on the injury, you know, front, there's been some good and some bad, you know, we'll start with the bad, obviously Corey Davis, not looking good for this Sunday. Obviously he still has returned to practice. And I think it's gotta be somewhat of a growing concern. I mean, this, he was able to come back in that game, game against the Broncos. And, I mean, he hasn't played since. I mean, he, the, they just had the bye week. There was no practice week ago. And supposedly, you know, Salah said he worked really hard last week. You know, he stayed by the facility and was putting, you know, the work in to get back. But, you know, obviously not looking great there that, that he's still not practicing. And you're looking at probably another week of Denzel Mims, you know, playing in the Z position on the outside there with his size. And obviously some moving parts with Elijah Moore going into the slot. Garrett Wilson staying on the outside at the X. So, Looking at another week of Mims, you know, getting more opportunities to prove himself. Um, Sheldon Rankins, you know, some good news there. Obviously, Coach Salas said today that he's optimistic he's not going to have to go on IR. So I think the timing of the bye week last week, um, you know, with Rank, and he reportedly said that he wasn't expecting to miss the four to six weeks that it was initially reported. So some good stuff there. You know, hopefully in the next two to three weeks he returns. If they're not going to put him on IR, that's what one would have to assume. 
Um, the other bad news, you know, George Fan obviously still not practicing. You know, he's been able to come off of IR for like, I want to say three weeks now. He's still not practicing. And, you know, the final news on the injury front, some good stuff, obviously, with Max Mitchell returning to the practice field today. Jets obviously designated him to return from IR. So now he's got like a 21-day window, I want to say it is, until the Jets really have to activate him. So should be getting an imminent, imminent return from him and hopefully Fan as well. But, you know, for this week, it, it could still be Cedric Abwehi at right tackle, who's, you know, filled in, you know, solid, um, you know, with all the injuries. I mean, the Jets obviously lost five offensive tackles this year. So, you know, depth has been tested. But hopefully some guys getting healthier here down the stretch, you know, gives this team what it needs as they look to, you know, make it into the playoffs. Absolutely. I mean, looking at Corey Davis, I mean, him missing this game, obviously not ideal for Zach Wilson because you want him to be taking those steps forward. Um, but end of the day, I kind of get the sense that Denzel Mims can step up and make an impact for this team. Um, you know, he had that kind of a drop against Buffalo was, you know, spotty at times. Garrett Wilson's going to be the guy, you know what I mean? He's going to be the focal point. Maybe Braxton Barrios gets a little bit more and more involved. Maybe Elijah uh, Moore gets involved out of the slot. I know that they kind of want to get him more um, active, you know, whether it be on short to intermediate targets or downfield, or maybe on some gadget usage or just screen passes. But I think Elijah Moore out of the slot is going to do a lot of things for this offense. Notably, it's going to create another threat, right? Because right now you're looking at, let's say you have Garrett Wilson, who's playing, I don't know, 15, 20% in the slot. And he's, you know, playing some boundary. And then you have, um, you know, or out wide. And then you have Elijah Moore doing a similar thing. If you move Elijah Moore into the slot and you have Garrett Wilson on the boundary, you know, Zach Wilson, the throws get a lot easier for him, right? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that Zach Wilson is a very good boundary football thrower. I don't think he he sometimes puts all of that arm talent into reaching the boundary. I think he's better when it comes to um, getting it like short intermediate in the middle of the field. Sometimes he floats those balls too deep. Sometimes, you know, um, those routes take too long to develop and he gets a little scared. He runs out of the pocket and then makes a bad decision. I think Elijah Moore in the slot will actually open him, open him up as a security blanket, um, which I think could be really great, especially on those crossing routes and those, those crossing patterns. Um, I think that Elijah Moore could dominate in that space. You know, if you have, because Garrett Wilson is going to, is going to draw so much attention. If you run him on those, on those deep crossers, he's going to drag a lot of defenders with him. You know, he's going to drag the safety and a cornerback with him, which opens up the underneath. Um, and, it, and, you know, we have Tyler Conklin linebackers have to allocate there, have to allocate towards Michael Carter. Um, you know, of course it, there's, there's so much talent to consider on this, on this roster. Um, you can do things to manipulate that and, and take advantage of the attention that they're gaining. You know what I mean? Like Garrett Wilson now is getting legitimate attention. Use that to your advantage. Use that to get your other guys open. Notably, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore can feast off of the simple fact that Garrett is now proven enough to warrant that type of attention. Um, you know, look what the Giants do with Saquon Barkley. They literally run play action every single freaking play. Everyone's honed in on Saquon. What is he going to do? That's why play actions work so well. If you use that attention that's being allocated to your best players, you can open up opportunities for other people. So that's what I like to see them do in the absence of Corey Davis. Max Mitchell, of course, you know, you got Dwayne Brown. Um, you know, I, I'd love to see Max Mitchell come back in here and really make an impact. And you think he's going to start when he gets back, right? It's interesting. I think if him and Fenn are both healthy, I think the pecking order is going to be Fenn first, Mitchell second, Obwehi third. But I do think Mitchell is ahead of Obwehi whenever it seems like Mitchell is going to return before Fant. So I think that we will see him, um, you know, shortly here for sure. Right. I mean, that makes sense. I think Max Mitchell, the development they're seeing here, George Fant last year of his deal. Do you think Fant is staying here next year? I don't think they're going to extend him at this point, just the injuries and whatnot. I could see Max Mitchell getting the starting job next year. He's done enough to prove that he's developing in the right direction. No. 
I'm with you. I, I think as much as I love George Fan and hope that he does resign at this point in time, I think it's too much of an unknown to really say that, you know, you could really lock it in that he will return to the Jets next year. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty reasonable uh, argument. But, you know, you're looking at the other players here. Um, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, you know, he worked out and obviously, you know, spent second half of the year with the Jets in 2021 signed. So, you know, we'll see, hopefully you don't have to use these guys. Like anytime you sign a backup, a guy off the street, someone that hasn't played in a while, you do not want to use these players, even if they have a proven track record of being decent. You know, he obviously, uh, went to a Super Bowl with the chiefs and, and played in that game. And then, you know, Sheldon Rankins, as you mentioned, um, optimistic, he doesn't have gone IR, but you know, the bye week it helped returns through three weeks. We'll see. He's been a big, a pretty underrated piece of this defense um, in the absence. So, you know, Ryan, when you're looking at replacing Sheldon Rankins, do you think they kick John Franklin Myers inside? Or, you know, how do you replace that? It's a great point, Alex. I, I've really gone back and forth between, you know, do they put JFM inside? You look at the DN depth of the Jets have Carl Lawson, Jermaine Johnson, Bryce Huff, Michael Clemens, Vinnie Curry. I mean, even if you put JFM inside, they're still a good five deep at edge to where, I think they had that luxury if they so choose to put JFM, obviously, at D-tackle where, you know, he played in 2020 um, at times sporadically this year. He's really been used inside, but it's been more just as a pass rusher on, you know, third downs, two-minute situations, things like that. But I think JFM is definitely, you know, in a pinch here, obviously, without Sheldon Rankins for, you know, hopefully not too long here, not too much of an extended period. I think you can get away with putting JFM at D-tackle for a couple games. If not, obviously, the – you know, practice squad, you have both Tanzel Smart and Jonathan Marshall, who were, you know, well in that competition this summer, you know, there with Nathan Shepard for that final spot. Obviously, the Jets consistently rotate 4D tackles, so it, it really is a pretty pressing need when you look at just how they like to rotate their D-line. You know, all year it's been Quinnen and Rank, obviously, as the starters, and then Solomon Thomas and Shepard come in, you know, with the second group. So that, that's definitely something that's going to be pretty interesting to see with the Jets, too. The final point with that, I mean, they've also obviously had Limbaugh Joseph in for a visit who today signed with the Eagles. Um, they were one of eight teams to put in a waiver for Jer Jerry Tillery as well. So the Jets have definitely been active, you know, there on the de-tackle market and, you know, really haven't had much come to fruition. And at this point in time, I mean, it's something that I think is a bit of a concern going into this game, just knowing how good and underrated Sheldon Rankins has been alongside Quinton Williams on the interior all year. You know, it's going to be interesting to see if they elevate a guy from the practice squad or put JFM on the inside for the time being. Yeah. I mean, look, JFM is going to provide a little bit of a pass rush more so than a run stopping, you know, factor and variable. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Obviously run defense has been probably the only spotty like kind of factor for this jets defense. So losing Rankins definitely sucks, but this talent, there's a lot of talent on this team. You know, they will step up, they will supplement the loss. They'll find ways around it. And, I'm not really worried. I mean, of course, you look at the Patriots and their primary offensive catalyst is the running game with Steve Stevenson, um, you know, Damian Harris there. So it's it's tough to stop them. They have a very, very aggressive style and they're very aggressive running backs. Um, but this Jets defense, you know, make them one dimensional. If they can't throw the ball, which Mac Jones is not that good, they're, they're not going to throw the ball very much. If you can take that factor away, you force them to run the football. All you got to do is stop the run. In, you know, Quincy Williams, CJ Mosley, Got to have confidence in those guys. They're going to try to get outside the zone. They're going to try and attack your your cornerbacks. You know, Sauce and DJ, and they're going to you get you know Whitehead's got to have a big game. Like that's one one guy I'm looking at right now and saying Whitehead's got to come up and make some plays against the run. Um, and ultimately, like he may end up being a catalyst. Whoever replaces Sheldon Rankins will end up being a catalyst there. So you know we'll see how it goes. But uh, obviously, the Jets dealing with some injury. I don't think 
any of these guys are like irreplaceable. I think Corey Davis, obviously it sucks not to have him, but I think Elijah Moore can benefit a lot going to the slot. So we're going to see how he performs. Max Mitchell, definitely, you know, getting back into practice here, really, really good sign of him trending up and trending in the right direction. Um, and Fant obviously is still out one practice this week, but maybe he comes back in two weeks or so. So we'll see what happens there. But guys, always happy to hear your perspectives and opinions below in the YouTube comments. Make sure to enjoy the rest of your day. Like, follow, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode. <laughs>